Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello and welcome to the Baradian Coke from the Auto Know Better podcast. It's myself, Jay, today, joined by Smarty. How are you doing, Smarty? Bonjour. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Um, not feeling suicidal like I've been on these a few times in the past, so that's... Um, more positive. Good oh, fun. yeah, yeah, yeah. Positive right. outlook and, uh, you know, yeah. good karma and all that. Razor blades were put back into the cabinet. <laughs> Put them in recycling bin, give them a surprise. <laughs> no, you never know, man. <laughs> you never know, mate. It was a long way to go. It. Yeah, yeah it, it, yeah, it were a good game, though. Um, I, I were a bit disappointed not to win on the one hand, but on the other hand, they should have definitely scored. So, you know, you can't really um, can't be unhappy with a point and you against Chelsea. Well, I was, I was saying, uh, I, I said on Twitter, you know, there were a, a sheer... A wank fest from BT guys, you know, Joe Cole and Rio Oh, yeah. They, they should have had, you know, they should have walked away with three points there. Uh, they've been robbed of two points. I don't think so. <laughs> you know. And we had a goal disallowed, and, you know, they had, Mendy had a cracking game for them. Yeah, they did, yeah. Yeah, probably. And stuff, you know, it's not being funny, mate. You were lucky to get one point, never mind, fucking two or three, two. Oh, yeah, that one won. Two um... points, seven, two points. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Old days. You know what I mean? That one when it fell to Rafinha in the box and he um, turned and shot. No, I thought we were going to score then. It just wanted to be, was it? No, no. And I think we've had a goal disallowed think... in like last four games or something, haven't we? Yeah, but like against West Ham and stuff like that, you, you kind of got the feeling that it, it's been said before. West Ham are probably doing better than they, they ought to be doing. Um, oh, definitely. But when 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 we played them and stuff like that, you know, especially when we played them last week. After 20 minutes, you kind of knew that it wasn't going to be our game. Whereas I think we didn't play as well 
in the first 20 minutes of this game than we did last week. But at no point did I think, oh yeah, we're going to get absolutely pumped here. It was kind, of, it was quite, it was quite settling actually. Mm. It was quite a calm. It was pretty end to end, but neither team seemed to be uh, throwing it forward. I don't think Chelsea were on their A game going forward today. I don't think they were as good as they are normally. Looking no, for. I don't. But on the reverse, I fucking hell, I've just real. We had anything on Bamford? Um, I've not seen like, anything yet. No, I've not seen anything yet. I'll have to have a look on Twitter and see if any of the usual suspects have stood out. Let's have a look. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think either team were at the best, but I think we did well. So I'm not, I'm not unhappy. I think it were a, a, a good step forward for us, but I'm a bit concerned that we still can't score. Yeah, well, we seem to be having a bit of a drought. That idea from Rodrigo that he added into the floor, I reckon if that were Bamford, that that's a goal. And it, you know, look at the contrast to what we're saying about Bamford. You know, normally Bamford, oh God, he did sky it. No, I reckon if he uh, if he got his head on it, even Struick, you know, yeah, back in game that he had, it's someone like Struick who was, re- you know, really a, an efficient header of the ball would have would have buried that definitely. Yeah, but definitely. you know, it is what it, it is. What it is. Um, hopefully, hopefully we can build on this now. Join against yeah. a team like Chelsea, you know, cracking result that really. I mean. We needed a clean sheet, didn't we? We needed that. Yeah, yeah. I think that'll do us a world of good going forward. It's interesting uh, that we've got that without Cooper, and I, uh, I put a little poll on the uh, yeah, oh, no better account just to see what uh, the public were thinking. Um, I think without Cooper was winning at the time when I looked, so let me just double check, see where we're at. I mean, if, if, my, my personal preference, our centre-back pairing would be um, Struik and Cock. Yeah, yeah. I really like Cock. Um, I've heard that about you. We seem to, I mean, you look like how, how Ben White played last year. You know, he'd collect the ball and he'd run, you know, he'd run forward with it. You know, he'd try, he'd try and start an attack on his own. And Cock's very much a similar player to that. Lorente and, and, and Struick and Cooper aren't necessarily like that. Yeah. I think there is room for improvement with Struick. I think there has, there has been glimpses of that from him, but, you know, predominantly from, from Cock, that's what he likes to do. He likes to drive the ball forward, doesn't he? So we do miss that a little bit, I think. Yeah, I think you're right there. And like, as you say with Ben White, it, it wouldn't be weird to see him sort of just outside the opposition 18-yard box, would it? You know, it, you know, he'd, he'd carry the ball right up the field and then he'd dish it out wide to one of the wingers and, you know, we'd get a, a cross in or an attack going. Well, he'd carry on going, wouldn't he, as well? He wouldn't, yeah, he wouldn't yeah. And, and like sort of drop back, he'd, he'd carry on going. And then he'll randomly turn up and chest it down and bang a volley in, you know. <laughs> one of the best goals of the season, that one. It? it was, yeah, it was quality. Like, what a guy. What an effort. But Yeah, I think we've missed that a lot, to be fair. And it's, I don't know, it, it's hard to find players that can do that, really. Whether he can do it at this level or not, I'm not sure, but I would have really liked to have seen him in this team. Uh, well, like you say, for, for a defender as well to do that sort of thing. Yeah. I think the fact he was so good with the ball is why Bielsa was so sort of insistent on using him in midfield when Calvin was out. But his his skill with the ball and the way he could dribble it and stuff like that, it just didn't translate to playing that position well. He were he were a centre back that could take the ball at the field that way, really. He won the midfielder. It's, it's weird because they're very, very they play very similar roles to a degree. You know, mm. the only thing that's made I mean I don't know I don't know what it is. White used to ping absolute belting balls out to wings. He's good with his feet. He's good with his head. 
He, he don't, you know, suffer under pressure from other players when he's on the ball. Mm. But then you put him into Calvin's role, which is very, very similar, just literally a bit far, further forward. And it will like, I mean, I'm not saying he ever used to play badly there. There yeah. were a couple of times when I thought, yeah, this isn't working. But, you know, it would just like chalk and cheese. Calvin just just has that presence in middle of midfield. He just, he just reads the game better. And that's yeah, think, absolutely defining, the defining part of that role is... You need to be very, very good at, at reading the game and being in the right place at the right time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think it was just, I think there was just a, a lack of sort of familiarity about where he should be and who he should be tracking and that sort of thing when he's in midfield. And it just wasn't his natural game. Whereas in defence, he was very assured and knew where to be. And he, he just did everything right 99% yeah. of the time. But um, I think we're sort of trailing off a little bit now. So I'm going to bring our yes. uh, first yes. and I think only guest today in. With it being the early kickoff, because um, no one likes Saturdays. No, that's it. We, we like Monday nights, right. don't we? <laughs> yeah, we, we only like games. Just going to bring this Paul Ad Alex in, who's known Mez for many years, so he's got my sympathies. <laughs> invite him in. Okay, we're joined by Alex, a fellow Leeds United fan. How are you doing, Alex? Doing well, lads. Doing well yourselves? Yeah, not too bad. Not yes, not feeling too bad after that. Good point, I thought. Really good point. Uh, yeah. An, an old school performance, that. Like, a bit of a different Bielsa performance that we've not seen in a while, which was, it, we got so close to getting a point, you could see that we wanted it more than a win for a change. I mean, mm. that's, just, that's just the way that I saw it. And because yeah. you saw how deep we, we actually sat rather than going and going and going and then, you know, leaving gaps in behind and whatnot. So I, I, I was quite pleased with it, to be honest. I thought we'd get a wallop in today. We were just, we, we can't, we can't finish at the minute for some reason. And today was a prime example of that. So I'm also a little bit disappointed that we didn't actually get the three points. Yeah, yeah me and Smarty discussed that before. We're just saying, I mentioned we don't seem to be able to score at the moment, although we do keep having goals ruled out. Um, <laughs> but it was very um, it was very good to get a clean cheek. So I, I felt we needed that. And it'll do Melio world a good as well. Yeah, um, I, I, I can't. Yeah, what what you said about you know being quite stout in defence and stuff like that. We haven't seen that probably since dare I say Barnsley last mm. season uh, when we were promoted. You know we, we had to defend, we had to dig in a little bit. And I know it's exactly the same as you. And I, I kind of it was kind of when Rodrigo brought you know got brought off the field and they, they stuck cock and I thought that's a little bit strange. We've got no Rodrigo, we've got no Bamford up top. What what's going yeah. on here? Surely he's not going to stop attacking because that's not what Bielsa does. But mm. they seem to. I mean, they, they seem to defend well anyway. From you know throughout the game, I thought they felt you know Struik had a fantastic game. Lorente did okay. Alioski a bit of a liability, but you know I, th- I thought they were cracking. But yeah, absolutely, it were it were brilliant defensively. Really good. Yeah. I went. Yeah, I would strike man of the match. Definitely strike again. And and this is this is me being. I'm not an ex player at, at a good level, but rather than looking at the man of the match, like they, they give it Tyler Roberts because he worked hard. And he, he was seen to be doing quite a lot for Leeds, and obviously yeah. getting a point against a half a billion pound teams is amazing for us. But strike again. He never puts a foot wrong. Absolutely, never puts a foot wrong. He's so assured on the ball. Every time he gets the ball, he's 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 putting it into feet. He's never losing. When he's the in defence, when he's in defence. But <laughs> yeah. I was going to say the, the biggest different thing, player in midfield. Yeah, the biggest thing, which goes a little bit unnoticed, is how many fucking quality defensive headers did he make? Because Chelsea did actually put 
quite a lot of uh, high balls into our back four. Werner might as well have not been on the pitch. The amount of times that he just shrugged him off and headed it, you know, yeah. it was it was safe defending, and I just love that about him. And you can you can definitely tell that he's got that Dutch academy background of the way that he's always got that extra half a yard to pick a pass, or he can get himself out of trouble, and he's he's just brilliant. I love him. You think he reads the game well then? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, the, we seem to rely on him a lot for headers, don't we? Both at set pieces and in defence. Like, there's not really anyone else that's on the same level. Definitely one of his attributes is that strong header, both defending and attacking. You know, he likes to he likes to get his head on it. You know, you know, from a set piece and stuff like that as well, doesn't he? As we've seen, he does, you know, yeah, he does. quite a few times this year. Absolutely. We um we we put a poll up earlier, Alex, um, just asking it says we, about, it says we well, means, you know, as a collective, um, yeah. better without Cooper or better with Cooper. Um, and looking at it now, uh, we've had 124 votes on that, which is pretty good actually for now as poll. Um, seventy percent better without Cooper, which is going to upset Gilly, but he's going to have to suck it. The thing is, I suppose with a, with a with a poll like that, if you were to do it midweek, you probably might find it's maybe a little bit closer. It's initial. Yeah, it's it's reactive, I guess. But yeah, but yeah, you're probably right. You know, I mean, we, me, both me and you have been, you know, fairly vociferous, shall we say, <laughs> about our concerns for Mister Cooper at the back. Um, I think he's done really, really well actually towards the latter half of the season. Um, yeah, I think he's done. He's played a hell of a lot better than he did in his first, say, ten games or whatever. But yeah, I think you know, going forward, you know, as, as in you know, next season and stuff like that, we definitely need to be utilizing Struick a hell of a lot more at the back. I yeah. think so. I, I think so. I, I went uh, better without Cooper, and I, I, I kicked myself for it because I, I love Coops. You know, the, the yeah, story behind him. You know, he's, he's the captain, he's, he's, he's the man, you know, the even down to the little, you know, nuances of like, you know, when they did the um, the, the iPad mascots and stuff like yeah. that for, for Toby and all that. It, it, it just, it, it kind of pulls on your heartstrings. He's so attached to the club. Mm. Oh, and absolutely, yeah. Sometimes you've got to make that decision because we know that we're going to be in the Premier League next year mm-hmm. and we know we've got to build. Mm. Now, I'd still have Cooper in the squad, 100%. He's a defender. He's an old-school defender. And in, a, in awful, awful games like Burnley and West Brom and if Norwich come up next year, you need sometimes you need a big, bloody, airy-arsed centre-half who's just going to win headers and pass the ball. Mm. Um, so I, I said better without Cooper at the minute because of what you guys were just saying there about, you know, you've got the future of Stroik. You've got Robin Cock, who's, who's definitely going to be an international for yeah. a few years. Urente, I really like him, but I want to see more of him in that CDM role if Phillips is in and out of the team because he can mm. pick up an amazing pass as well. So if you've got Cock and Stroik behind Urente, or if, you know, God forbid Bielsa ever tries to, to get a plan B and puts two people central midfield, those two I think could work quite well together. But yeah, at the, at the minute, it's it's 51-49, better without Cooper, I think. Yeah. I think it's yeah. a lot closer than people would, like you say, that the poll results are showing us, definitely. I don't think it's as clear-cut as that. For now, I'm bearing in mind yeah, that obviously yeah. he's a young lad and he's you know he's not played or had that much exposure. Yeah. But yeah, you're right, I think, definitely. I mean, I've said before, like you, you can't knock him as a bloke. He definitely loves the club, he's a good guy, he's a good leader. Yeah. No sort of, no sort of issue with him as a person. I just, um, as I've made clear before, I just don't think he's good enough. But I, I do accept that he has played a lot better this season. Um, in like the last sort of month or two, 
Um, he, he, he had a shaky start, then he seemed to be all right. Then he sort of wobbled a bit again, but he seems yeah. to have settled down a bit again now. Um, he doesn't seem to be sort of misreading passes and through balls and stuff as much as he was at one point. He kept missing stuff, didn't he? And it were, they were putting us yeah. under a lot of pressure. Um, and I, I do think he's tidied that back up again. And you don't yeah, know, he's the kind of guy that if he's not 100% fit, he'd just play anyway, he'd, you know, yeah. he'd just go out there and do it. So you never know, he might not have been fully fit, giving him sort of benefit of the doubt. I think that's one of the disconnects as well, you know, we're saying about losing the ball at the back. I think we're doing better at keeping the ball at the back because at the start of the season, we were a bit too naive, like against Scum and against Chelsea uh, in the away game. Where we start, we, we we tried to play too much from the back rather than you know missing that extra pass and going straight to the wingers, and we yeah. just got caught short with that massive gap in in central midfield, which Chelsea, you know, they exploited that quite a lot today, and, and mm. you know, you could say what you like, but they had so much ball in good areas moving forwards in the centre of the pitch. My my sort of concern over the last few weeks has been when we had the ball in midfield, transitioning then to the final third. You know, yeah. the amount of balls that have gone out for throw-ins, out for goal kicks, or you've put the winger under too much pressure so he loses the ball. You know, if we can tighten that area up, then I'm sure we'll start scoring more and more goals. And with Fulham and Sheffield United in the next two games, you, you've definitely got to see that we've got to pick up. We don't yeah. have to pick yeah. up points. That's not what I mean. But I think, you know, I think we will pick up points. And I think you couldn't have two better games to go into now when you've then got City scum and Liverpool with the three after that, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I hope we can shore it up a bit. You say that, but we could very well be facing uh, a bit of new manager bounce when we play Sheffield United, which is just our luck, isn't it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Bottom, mate. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, my God. I'd say, I'd say oh, he's got God. a point to prove, but he's not capable of actually proving it. It wouldn't surprise me if we got beat by him. Oh, and bloody, oh and same. What's his name? Parker and his Bladigan. Yeah, but, that's uh, it. Because uh, his, uh, his postcard from Myanmar, you know, visit Myanmar T-shirt on. <laughs> God, yeah. <laughs> what do you think about um, Mendy's performance today? I thought he played very, very well. I think he had a really, really good game. Some, some of the saves he were pulling off, like yeah, that the, the, the same got a seventy million pound fucking goalkeeper sat on bench as well. And I, yeah, uh, I think on. I said to, I was saying to Luke um, during the game. Uh, I said this is it's. Leeds, it's going to sound daft, but Leeds have to score first in this game if we want to get anything out of it. Because I, I genuinely, after half time, didn't see it finishing nil nil. That save, I was saying to him, this is because she even said, Fucking what a save that was. If he'd have committed to, to catching the ball, it was a goal. But it, you, those keepers have just got that sort of sixth sense that something's going to happen. And, you know, absolutely, it was like there's the seaman save against you know against Sheffield United in the at Old Trafford where he just plucked yeah. it out from nowhere. Mm. It was just an instinctive save, and he, you know, he, he's he's a quality keeper, like you were saying. He's just he's worth tens and tens of million, and you've got a seventy million keeper on the bench, and you know, honestly, yeah. he he Mendy is one of them keepers that you just every top four team needs a keeper like that because he's. Was he kept 18 clean sheets in 30 games or something they were saying on BT Sports? Yeah, and, yeah you're yeah. right. That's exactly what they were saying, yeah. Um, so, for, for me, the, the disappointing part was, again, that, that final third, like the Urente shot that got a deflection that it just missed. Sometimes you've got to be a bit cuter than that and just honestly laces through it. You, what, what is it, 15 yards out or whatever, 12 yards out, just inside the box. 
get it on target, but put a bit of weight behind it. I think he just tried, he just tried to side foot it and, and tried to be a bit cute and, and, and try yeah. and finish it. And mm. sometimes I know it sounds like an old school Sunday league t- thing to say, but sometimes just fucking hit, hit the ball, at, you know, as hard as you can at the fucking goal, you know, yeah. seven times out of 10, you either going to make, keeper's going to make a save or it's going to go in. But if you yeah, try and be this down the other end, like I said, there's, there's that many people. It can take little deflections. It can it can go anywhere. You know, like, you know, yeah. you, how many how many times do we bloody see it? You know, and then it'll go to VAR for review and all that sort of shit. But Put yeah, your boat through it. Yeah, what you want sometimes? Really, really races yeah. through it. Yeah. At least oh, if you yeah. proper smash it as well, you've got a chance to keep it. Might spill it. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, you just don't see enough of that. It's, I mean, look, you look at bloody. Um, what were it uh, Lingard's penalty against um, Meslier last last yeah. last game? That was a shit penalty. It yeah. was a shit penalty, and he were probably he, he were anticipating something a lot harder coming to him, so he could palm it off, and he mm. and he spilled it, and he's and obviously he's pounced on it. But you know, some if that were a harder shot, you know that's 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 going away from goal. But mm. I thought Meslier played played well today as well. I thought he had a cracking game too. Yeah, commanded the box quite well. There was one really good example. I don't know if it was a corner that went out and then they crossed it in again, but he basically had Rudiger right in front of him and he just basically yeah, took yeah. the ball. Because the last couple of weeks, he's flapped at a few and, you know, just palmed it out and then they've retained possession and then built an attack again. But it's so it's so good to see a keeper just going, bang, got it in my hands, and then you full backs fuck off to the wings and then you can, you yeah. can then build an attack rather than having that sort of condensed period of pressure in your own... You know, in your own third. So yeah, I was I was pleased. I don't think too many players like put a foot wrong today. I think Alioski, we, we, we all know he's <laughs> he were on one today, wasn't he? Yeah, he had he, he fucking... He's got that disruptive quality though, hasn't he? Yeah, that's, he's that's ADHD, I... mate. He's ADHD, I'm telling you. I mean I mean the the polls obviously I mean, most of the stuff on, on the socials is done by me and one of the reasons why I put I throw these little curveballs in is because it gets people talking. Now, some yeah. people may look at Alioski's performance as a really poor performance, and he shouldn't be on the, you know, shouldn't be on the field, blah blah blah. blah. Whereas on the flip side, sometimes you might look at it if he's if he's a disruptance, if if he's disrupting people's play or you know pulling. The, I mean, we saw him get Pepe sent off against Arsenal. You know, yeah. he, he's that sort of shit house that you want in your team that's going to cause some disruption where they're just going to think, well, fucking this guy's not going to let me do this or whatever blah. He's going to yeah. foul me. He's going to bring me down. He's in there, head straight away. And Boss, I've, thought, I've been followed around pitch by a fucking maniac. Well, leave me alone. Macedonian stick, <laughs> fucking, fucking, you know, whatever. It, it disrupts the flow. It disrupts. It disrupts their game. So you know, yes, he didn't have the best performance, but I thought, he, you know, nevertheless, he's it was well worth uh, contributing to the, to the actual performance of the team. I thought he, mm. I thought he played all right, you know, and he does. He puts he, a good shift in as Alioski. Keeps asking if my cat's all right. I ain't got a cat. <laughs> Why's it licking my neck? <laughs> yeah. Sort of thing he'd do as well, is that? Sort of thing he'd do. No, I think you're right, Smarty. I think it's good to have like somebody there who's just there just to piss off and frustrate the opposition sometimes. As long as they're not a complete liability and not going to bang it in their own net or something, then oh, sometimes... Yeah, to- yeah. No. Then, you know, sometimes it's all right to maybe sacrifice a little bit of footballing ability for what you gain in the other areas, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably a, a good sort of Overall, observation yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Decent. But obviously who, who people, some, the, 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 the dipsticks and sheep on Twitter don't, don't appreciate that. Well, well that's no, it, yeah. Shit form and so, fuck off. 
Um, I was gonna, uh, I was gonna moan a little bit about when Melier booted the ball out of play, um, did his usual thing. But do you know what? He had such a good game overall. I can't sort of bring myself to really criticise him for yeah. for one tiny little mistake. So I won't sort of dwell on that. Um, thought the ref were a bit shit. What do you guys think? Refs are shit. Yeah, they're too reliant on VAR, aren't they? I don't know. I don't know what Alex thinks like, but it's like. Yeah. Who would it, would it, would it uh, Roberts that caught, caught offside? And it were offside. It was clearly offside, but the, the, the ref, uh, sorry, the linesman took absolutely forever to put his, and eventually, yeah, oh, yeah. I was like, what fucking, even even the shite BT commentators were saying, you know, come on, it's ruining yeah, the yeah. game. You know it's offside. The commentator said something like, oh, the flag has finally gone up or something like that, because they were yeah. saying, I'm sure he's off, you know. The whole set if it's clearly offside, and I think uh, I can't remember what game it was watching, uh, but both Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher said it. They were on core commentary, and they were just going, "This is ridiculous." If you know it's clearly offside, give offside. But there was one example in the second half where Tyler Roberts, if he'd have gone on to score, it would have they would have been drawing the fucking lines and all oh, this. Yeah. Oh yeah. How can you give that as offside when you know yeah. that you've got a computer to back yourself up? Surely, yeah. leave your flag down. And if somebody goes, you got that decision wrong, it's like, yeah, but by an inch or by a millimetre or whatever, yeah. we got the decision right at the end. But Kevin Friend was right bell end today. He was so inconsistent. We got three yellow cards. The Alioski card, for me, was... He was going nowhere. He, he was, you know, it's not like he was breaking up play or whatever and... You know, you can see, oh, that's definitely a yellow card because they were on the attack. He was going nowhere. He was running the ball out of fucking play. That's that's a foul. It's yeah. a foul, but it's not a yellow card. And then, I, mean, I can't remember, was it? I think he'd gone two-footed, though, hasn't he, kind of? Kind of no, I don't think so. I think he tried. He kind of spun as he came into slide, didn't mm. he? And it, yeah. I, I think he was genuinely going for, for the ball. And he, he, Werner mm. just obviously... He's just not good enough to get there. Just nicked yeah. it slightly to right and it took him out, but... And then there was uh, Rodrigo's yellow card, where he... It was a yellow card because he tripped Christensen up when he was on the attack and moving into mm. space. But we were going down the right-hand channel, and I can't remember whether it was Bill or whether it was Costa on the ball, and went round Rudiger, and Rudiger basically just tripped him up. How's that not yeah, a yellow yeah, card? Yeah. Lead, lead oh, yeah, yeah. Attacks, you know I, mean? yeah. It's just, it, I, I was just yeah, shouting at the telly going, like, I don't mind. Sometimes you get decisions right, sometimes you get decisions wrong, but fucking hell, just get... Just get a bit of consistency in the game. Yeah, and yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna book one player, book another. But if you're not gonna book one player, then don't book the other fucker. You know, it's it's that's, so... that's all anybody wants, isn't it? As a fan, you want consistency. Yeah. You don't want to feel like you're getting screwed over and other teams getting away with stuff. Somebody said um, it was starstruck Kevin Friend. It was like letting Chelsea do what they wanted because they're superstars and they were just sort of whistling for us and fucking us and stuff like that. I, I don't think I don't think that's Completely accurate. I, I think it was just having a shit performance, personally. Um, when the ball at him and he's like, he has to give them the drop ball thing and he's laughing and joking. He's like pals with players, you know. Right, good bloke. Yeah, you know. Just fuck off, mate. Just fucking tell them what's what and get on with games. Do you know what I mean? Phil A did a tweet about him where he said um, he'd done something. I can't remember what he'd done now, but he, he said to Bielsa, he went, no need to shout at me. <laughs> must have been like calling him a fucking dog or something in Spanish, useless, you know. What's useless yeah. wanker in Argentinian? <laughs> El wanko useless or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. might not be accurate. 
yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I wrote down a few sort of flashpoints and stuff that I was going to cover. As always on these, we just kind of go with the flow, so we don't always touch on everything. But um, mm. I thought Chilwell was um, getting into the box and making unchecked runs far too often down our right-hand side today. Uh, what do mm. you guys think? He seemed to have a lot of time, space, and we were just, you know, we were just letting him through. It was pockets, one there, of, of space all over the place. But mm. yeah, I think it's that it's that sort of diagonal run that goes in between the right centre half and the right back that that really sort of cut you open. I think you know Ch- Chelsea were poor in that area today because they they got themselves into some really really good positions where you know a better pass uh, would have would have resulted in a, you know in a cross. You know the amount of times it ran out for a goal kick or whatever. You know we can blame the pitch, but who gives a fuck? You know. Um, <laughs> But yeah, he, he's, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, but he's he's a quality left back, and I think yeah that 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 point of he's a quality left back, and when they brought on Reese James, and and you know they've got these unbelievable multi-million pound players who can cross a ball and get into ridiculous areas. Chilwell, it just says everything you need to know about what Leeds' defence were all about today is just getting your head to the ball, getting it clear. You know. Mm. The amount of times that he cut the ball back and there was Phillips there or Urente had stepped out and, and yeah. just cleared the ball, I think is, is a massive credit to, to Leeds. I mean, I was saying to Loki in the game as well, how many times when Chelsea get in, get beyond, you know, our 10 and are into that area that are attacking our, you know, for, you know, your arse nips every single time because you think, you know, oh, they've got six moving forward. So like when we played Man New. Oh, oh God, yeah. Oh, God. But yeah, Chilwell was he's a, a good player, but you know yeah, he's, he's he's England's left back. So mm. you know what? Again, all of this is just kind of fueling um, like our argument that Leeds have played fucking well today and a dogged mm. performance against you know an international superstar team. Um, you oh, know, I'm, I've had to think what that cost. Can't blame with the point. Can't yeah, blame. Yeah. What did um, Werner cost? Was it like eighty million or something? Uh, no, I think it, it were only forty-five. I think because well, it, it was. Havertz was 74 million or something. Ah, that's like okay. That. I'd say yeah. he'll be throwing those boots away after today. I tell you what. Yeah. The it's whole team, it's a joke, isn't it? How much, how much money they've got invested in their team? Whereas, it's you madness. know, our, our team's worth, what, 45 million at the start of the I, season? I always, that. I always think when you look at these teams now and these transfer fees, and I think to myself, like, how, how could you possibly, like, justify spending? Like, how does it pay for itself? Like, it can't. You have yeah. to have somebody who's prepared to piss money away. You yeah. just can't self-sustain at that kind of level as a club. I mean, if you want to be like Burnley or somewhere, just making up numbers every year, you can self-sustain, sure. But fuck me, a, a team like Chelsea or like Liverpool or you know City or whatever, you, you can't you can't cover the cost of those players and the wages and stuff like that just purely yourself. You've got no. to have somebody willing to piss money away, and mm-hmm. I think that's. A bit shit for the game overall, to be honest. You know, I, I don't see Rad's ever going to that kind of level. He's quite sort of careful with his money, isn't he? Um, there's, there's many fundamentals with it, and I'm not going to go start going into it. But no, we've been doing a whole podcast on it, tomorrow. There's been there's been a there's been a lot of talk lately about obviously investments in hospitality and and the stadium and basically mm-hmm. having a day out rather than it just be a, a load of people going to a football game, watching a football game, fucking off home. It's about the whole experience in it. And they're trying. I think what what I've heard is or what read and all that sort of thing. Rad is trying to mimic what um, Tottenham have done mm. with the improvements to stadiums and all that sort of stuff. 
that's obviously going to generate your cash flow. It is. And that, they've got plenty of that, aren't they, Chelsea? And they've got the biggest oh, yeah. fucking academy in the bloody world. Yeah. Surely mm-hmm. they've, got, they've got freaking hundreds of them, haven't they? I think you know? um, as soon as yeah, you turn guess. 16 these days, you get sent a Chelsea contract in post. I think so, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're searching the electoral role. Do you play football? Right, here's a Chelsea contract. There you go. <laughs> if you shit, it doesn't matter. matter. We'll just fuck you off in two years' time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, a, a point with what you were saying there, Jay, about it's bad for football, you know, spending, you know, spend 75 million on Kai Havertz. Yeah. I was saying to, to our last year in the game, how, how do you justify spending 75 million when he, I've never seen him change a game like that, or no. I've never seen him score the winner or just inject pace into a game against Man City or Liverpool or in Europe where, bang, Chelsea have got and won that game because of Havertz. You go, Actually, seventy-five million is probably worth it if you're going to the last four in Europe every year, or you know mm. you, you finish in the top two every single season. And you can, like they did with Hazard, for example, you can understand why he cost what he did when he went to Real Madrid. Yeah, um, yeah, because yeah. he was the, he was a game changer. But you, you, your point about you know Chelsea's academy there. If if I were a, a youngster growing up in London and Chelsea wanted me to play for him, then you go, yeah, that's great, but. You're going to turn it down, are you? That's the thing. Yeah, but you know, the, but then you've got the first team, who you know they've got what was, was Reese James from the academy. You know, you've got Hudson Adoy, you know Loftus Cheek, but he's now gone somewhere else. They get Tammy the Ram as well. Yeah, they get they get the moment of, of of fame with the first team, but you never, but you've always got eight out of the eleven that have been bought for ridiculous money. Yeah, so that's it. You've, you've then got three three slots out of, out of a Chelsea team. So say Abraham will be there for, what, three or four years, which means that no centre-forward in the academy can go through to the reserves who can go through to the first team. Do you know what I mean? It yeah. just puts that block yeah. when, you, when, you, when you buy that many players for ridiculous money. And I hope Rads doesn't do it because it'll just remind me of the fucking Ridsdale days where he was just paying <laughs> for signing blank checks. Signing blank checks is but yeah, I think I think Rads is in a better mental state than he ever was. But um, yeah, well, I think he'll be done in the right way, won't it, with Rads and uh, Angus and, and Victor? I think yeah. he'll do a, a few years, mate, and then I think he'll sell up. I think he'll try and get us into Europe, and then he'll fuck off, mate. Um, mm. I don't think he's in it for forever, but can't knock what he's done. I mean, I, I was skeptical in early days, but can't knock it. Can't knock it. Mm. And I love the fact that we've got a team that are not superstars. And they play for each other and they play for the shirt and they know what this club means to us. And, you know, it's not disconnected like it is with clubs like Chelsea where these guys, they don't give a fuck. They're getting 250 grand a week, do you know what I mean? I have it. How old is he? 22 or something? Yeah. 24 or something like that. He hasn't really done much in the game, has he? He's just... He's just a a lot of potential um, and ability, but he hasn't really done much. But he's getting paid, God knows what, 170 grand a week. Something stupid like that. I don't know, 200 k They don't really care about you and me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't care about like you. That. Well, that's true, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, don't start me off, Smarty. I'm, I'm sensitive. <laughs> smash it. Smash it. <laughs> Forever alone. Can't speak. <laughs> but I mean, um, you've lost my train of thought for me now. So thanks God, for I just that. totally fucked you up. Yeah, you just sent me off on a completely different direction. But uh, Alex, your your missus is a Chelsea fan, and she what did she think today? She um, <laughs> she, she's been pissed off ever since Lampard's left. So <laughs> the, the, the Tuchel the Tuchel era is not really 
uh, reignited any sort of passion for, for racing. In fact, it was about a quarter of an hour to go and uh, Chelsea were tiring. The game was kind of dying out a little bit and she went and made some cupcakes for a month. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. So, what you Chelsea. did in it, Smarty. You what? That's what you did, didn't it, Smart? I went and met some Me? Yeah. No, I took, I took dog out. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, she, she's a Lampard fan, then, is she? For some reason, yeah. I mean, how do so, you put up with that? Well, we, I very nearly did not a couple of years ago when uh, we played <laughs> horrible Derby second leg at Ellen Road. Um, as me, along with you two and several hundred thousand other Leeds fans around the world, I just went and sat in the garden with my head facing the fence for 45 minutes. And she knocks on the window and goes, what are you doing out there, you fucking weirdo? And I said, I'm obviously drained. We've just been beaten in the semi-finals. And she just went, oh, oh well, I'm going to go watch Lampard and celebrate with the Derby boys. Oh, oh man. I tell you what, it's grounds for divorce, that, mate. Yeah. Yeah, well, we're not married yet, so I've still got to get out. Oh, well, there you oh, go. You've, you've, time to get at out. least you've, you've got a lucky escape there. You know what? You know what's what yeah, now, and, yeah. you know. Me and Luke will run down the aisle when they, when, they, when they ask if anyone here is, you know, present, can, you know, blah, blah, blah. Don't fucking marry her. Remember what she said about Lampard? <laughs> time. Get anyone out. got any objections? Don't do it. She's don't do it. Fan. She don't understand. <laughs> yeah. She'll never but, get you like we do. Yeah. I've never, I've, never, I've never told her this, but when Lampard got sacked, I had a fucking smile on his face. Oh, I fucking hell, didn't I? had a drink, I think. Dolphin title prick him. Bollocks to him. <laughs> Useless. <laughs> Useless. Hashtag fuck Frank Lampard. Yeah, that's too right. Get that too right. <laughs> <laughs> Glad that she didn't buy you any binoculars or out for Christmas after that fucking derby game. No, I love that picture no. of him, though, with binoculars singing. Uh, Stop crying, Frank it. Lampard. Thought he was fucking brilliant, didn't he? Then he did a yeah. dump on floor. <laughs> that's, the, that's the funniest bit, isn't it? Not the dump on the floor, that was disgusting. But Nobody it, mentioned that, that, did they? No, it just got... Uh, Horrible leads, watching yeah. the footpath. It's all right to have a shit on floor, though, and drink, drive, and leave your captain for dead. Don't, so yeah. don't worry about that. Not bothered. Cool. And then go to Wembley and lose. Brilliant. Well done, Lampard. <laughs> yeah. Mashed it. Yeah. Mashed it. Taking Derby from sixth to sixth. Sound. Yeah, you, you're fucking winning at life. <laughs> a step forward, that. Did the same thing for Chelsea. Oh, yeah. Take them from third to fourth. Yeah. yeah, but Smiley knows the club. Well, that's it. It's part. Is it? Is part of the? Is uh, embroidered into it, isn't it? That's yeah. it. It's part of the tapestry. That's the one. Scott and goals in Champions League, and you know that's that. Yeah, you can't look his playing career, but there you go. That's it. I mean, he, he were good, you know, as a player and stuff, but turned out he wore as much of an asshole as we all thought he was. So. Yeah, that, that's my thoughts on it. <laughs> right, I think um, I think we'll start wrapping this up. I think we've uh, I think we've gone on long enough. Um, you, you've done well. Game. We normally only give people five minutes. You've been in. You've been on quite a while, but I don't think uh, I think people are off Saturday shopping or whatever because we haven't had any any more people interested in coming on today. So well done. All right. Yeah, you you well, you've held on all right, Alex. You've done well. No, I appreciate the time, lads. I guess there's only so much time you can talk about a nil-nil draw, though, isn't there? Well, that's it, exactly. Well, that's it, yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it were it were a good nil-nil draw, as far as nil-nils yeah. go. It won't, they want a shit game, or it were good, but yeah, as you say, Stops there's the only some chicken, sir. Stops the rot. We still haven't lost three under Bielsa. I reckon we'll go on, we'll, we'll win the next two games, and then who gives a fuck what happens against the ridiculously elite teams or whatever but no I appreciate you having me on boys it's been no thanks for your time yeah no it's been a good one it's been a good one cheers 
I'll uh, right. I'll let you go, mate. Thank you. All no the best. Problem. Have Cheers. a good one. Cheers, lads. See ya. Right, Marty. Uh, any any sort of last comments you want to say about the game? Any final thoughts? Yeah. Not well. Not really. I mean, I think we've covered most of it. We've we've drawn down for long enough, haven't we? Um, just a, it's another point in the bag, another step closer to uh, staying staying in the prem. Um, yeah, that's it. Positives, no real negatives. It was a fairly solid performance. What else can you ask for against one of the best teams in the league? Yeah, can't, can't be upset about that to be honest. I mean, I go into every game hoping that we'll win, but you've got to be realistic sometimes. And I don't think any of us can be disappointed today. I think we were. I mean, I think both teams were probably fortunate at times. There were chances for both, but overall, they they a lot of chances. They should have done better, to be fair, with some of them. Yeah, they were at the races, were they, really? Yeah, I don't think we can be upset about that. Um, I think we're probably already safe, but I think we'll oh, yeah. win three points and sort of seal it. And I think um, next two fixtures we've got coming up are Fulham on Friday, um, and then we've got Sheffield United on the... What day is it? Is it Saturday after? I don't sure. know. So I'm, a break, isn't there between no those? consistency with bloody fixtures, is it? Is it Friday, Sunday, Monday, bloody Saturday? <laughs> Saturday well, we're morning. playing Fulham Friday, but then Sheffield United's 3rd of April, so there must be a national break or something. I, I don't know. I'm not with it enough to know. Off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, so we'll have a uh, we'll have a Brady and Coke again after the Fulham game, uh, which I hope you'll join us for. And obviously we'll have the main pod out during the week before that. We'll also bang our stats out for you for a pre-game podcast on uh, on the Friday nineteenth of March as well. So hopefully we'll uh, beat the London curse and do Scott Parker and his blardigan in and uh, bring home three points and seal our Premiership future. Absolutely, absolutely. So cheers for joining us. It's been a good one. Um, not much else to say really. Covered everything. I'm happy with that, Smarty. Have a good one, mate. Cheers for joining us. No problem. Cheers. Adios. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you for listening to another Auto Better podcast, the Independent Legion United podcast. You can engage with us via our socials on YouTube and Twitter at the address at AutoNoBetter with your thoughts on the show or subjects you'd like us to discuss. You can even join us live and have your say while we're recording on our YouTube channel for the main weekly show and the Berardi and Coke Aftermatch podcasts. We have three years' worth of content you can listen back to, from interviews with former Leeds players and managers to Hollywood stars. Maybe choose carefully which match reviews to check out, though. Remember to subscribe on whichever app you choose to follow us on.